Welcome to It's Your Turn. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and no matter how exhausted, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed you are, there is hope. You can start exactly where you are. There's nothing wrong with you. In fact, you're ready for it to be your turn or you wouldn't be here. You know, we hear words like vitality and confidence and empowerment and transformation, but what do they really mean? What do they look like in the practical aspects of our life? In the It's Your Turn podcast, we explore, learn, and put into practice practical tools and wise concepts for transformation. This is real life change, not platitudes. It's the intersection of the practical and the aspirational. It's your turn to make decisions that are aligned with exactly what you want. And if you've lost connection to what you want, that's okay, we'll reconnect it. You'll learn how to shift out of self-sabotaging patterns and tap in to the clarity, confidence, and vitality that you may feel like has been lost forever. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat of your life and embrace the power that is within you. So let's get to it. Hello, everyone. It is our episode of more. I love that word more, more, more. But many of us have, myself included in the past, a complicated relationship with more. So does wanting more out of your life cause you to feel selfish or greedy? Are you being selfish or greedy? Well, I say a resounding no, of course, but there are plenty of social, societal, cultural, uh, familial, and religious messages around equating wanting more with being selfish or greedy or even worse, like entitled or any of those things. And I'm here to suggest to you that actually, if we take our cue from nature, which is always a great cue in life, nature is always moving towards more, right? Like you can freaking destroy a whole forest and more will emerge, right? As soon as the fire and, you know, all of the destruction is completed, it doesn't take that long for new shoots to emerge from under the ground. So please do not start any forest fires to prove this point, <laughs> but you all know what I mean. So a super simple example being for those of you with grass you have to cut, you know, every time you cut the grass, it just keeps growing. Nature is always moving towards more. And yes, there is a sort of, um, death rebirth cycle of it like if we want to think about our seasons with winter being a season um you know it, it can look dead of course it's not it's just dormant but all kinds of more is happening beneath the surface in that dormant time so that spring can emerge and so where our lives will sometimes take cycles where we may feel like we're in winter time that's okay. Nothing's dead. There's nothing wrong with more. There's nothing wrong with the tulip that's going to emerge. It's just not here yet. It's 
qualities, its ability, its cellular structure is there under the ground. And so a lot of what I do when I coach clients and even, you know, what I hope to do here with you all listening to this podcast is to help show you how you can find that that may even be dormant with within you or is just maybe it's known to you, but you feel like nothing's happening. So it's dormant right now and to release any shame, any criticism, any judgment around what it is that you want to have shoot up out of the ground in the spring, right? Whatever your tulip is in our metaphor, because every tulip is needed. Every tulip is unique. Every tulip is gorgeous. So it doesn't matter that in the sense of a general way to use the word, you know, unique, like there could be a hundred tulips and we could say, oh, well, why would we need any more tulips? Or let's say there's a field with a hundred yellow tulips and one could say, well, why do we need 101 yellow tulips? I mean, isn't that just too much? How many of you listening have been told you're too much? You can put that in the comments or DM me with that on Instagram. Um, of course, everything's in the show notes, but on Instagram, I'm Brenda Florida Coach. And if you don't already follow me, I hope that you will. And I love to get your DMs about the podcast or anything else I'm talking about because it's just such an easy way to communicate back and forth with each other. But there's a big societal message that would say to you, the equivalent of, oh, well, that field already has 100 yellow tulips. We don't need 101. Oh, the world is full of uh, life coaches or entrepreneurs of whatever kind you want to be or CEOs or admins. I don't care. Whatever it is you do for a, a living, you know, bakers, candlestick makers, <laughs> Oh, we already have so many of those. What do we need one more for? Or why do you think you could be successful at that? Or what's going to make you different or whatever? There's so many messages out in the world and sometimes from well-meaning people in our life that would make us want to just sort of dismiss what it is we want more of. And I am here to assure you in every way that I can that whatever you want more of for yourself, I don't care if it seems simple and mundane, I want more time to read. I want more rest. Like it doesn't have to be change the world, right? I want right now, Brenda Florida, certified life coach. I want more clients. I want to reach more people, both in these big public ways like a podcast does um, and in much more intimate ways like one-on-one -on -one coaching does. I think sometimes because of a following on Instagram or, you know, I post a ton of stuff, whatever, people might have the misconception that, oh, you know, I could never afford to work with Brenda. I Brenda's probably booked solid, like all that kind of stuff. And it's not true. I'm sure you can, you know, afford it or we'll work on that. And I am not booked solid. I still have openings. So I want more clients. I want more followers on Instagram. I want That's part of why I'm always um, encouraging you to share the episodes with people that you know would enjoy it because I want more people watching the podcast, listening to the podcast. I want more people following me on Instagram, not as like a ego stroke or something like that. You know, it's that 
my mission in life, my purpose in life is to bring healing and expanding messages to as many people as I can, because goodness knows we need more of that in the world, and then to be a facilitator of personal growth for people. So whether that's the kind of personal growth you can get through listening to a podcast or watching one of my videos or whatever, those are little spurts of, you know, growth. That's great. Love those. Or the more intimate and, you know, sort of bigger leaps of growth that happen when people work one-on-one -on -one with me. I want to do it all. I love speaking and teaching. Like I teach emotional intelligence and other things that help businesses or, you know, individuals grow. And depending on the audience, I may talk about it from a more business oriented perspective or a more spiritual oriented perspective or whatever, because it's all the same message. And I want to do more of that. So not because there's nobody else that's doing it. And listen, I can get caught in this too of like, I'll look at somebody's feed, like, like obviously I follow people like Mel Robbins and Lewis Howes and different ones. And I can look at Mel's feed and be like, oh, how could I think I would ever be able to get, you know, that many followers or speak to big audiences like she does or whatever, because whatever, there's already a Mel Robbins. So why do we need a Brenda Florida? Well, when I'm not in my diminished self-judgy little head about that, what I know is that there is always room for more people who are speaking and leading as a beneficial presence on the planet. We need more of that. We don't need less of it. And everybody doesn't need to look and sound like Mel Robbins. You know, like that's so obvious when I say it out loud, but I'm just saying we all can get caught in those beliefs and, and messages that would diminish us. I mean, there is so much, again, in culture, in, in religion, often, unfortunately, you know, that's the last place it should be, but often that's the case. I should, I got tons of this in my very dysfunctional religious environment I was brought up in. And so some of those messages will sound like, well, why isn't what you have enough? Or why can't you just be content, right? As if wanting more is in opposition to I'm content in my life right now. I love my freaking life. I love all the clients I have. I love all the followers, all of you listening to this podcast. Like I love all of it that I have. And I want more. That doesn't make me discontent with what I have. That's a misperception. That's a way to keep people thinking small, which is a great strategy for patriarchy, right? In so many ways, patriarchy wants to keep everyone else, whatever you are, that isn't, you know, in patriarchy, men, primarily white men, sorry, guys, doesn't mean I think your life is perfect. Uh, and patriarchy doesn't actually serve you either. But how it affects you is different than how it affects others, whether it's um, people of color, but particularly in the dynamic of patriarchy, um, women, right? No matter what color you are, women, are so diminished in the system of patriarchy. And so 
one great way to try to control people is to make them think they should be very happy with what they have. Don't complain, right? Stop complaining. How often did you hear that? Maybe as a child, maybe as an adult, maybe you're still hearing it. You should be more grateful. Here's a good churchy one, right? Be more grateful for what you have. And you know, there are those who have a lot less and who suffer a lot more than you do. You know, that's sort of the double whammy on the, you should just be grateful for what you have. And to all of that, I say, those are all, all distortions. Those are all twisted ways of thinking of something. God is not intimidated for your, uh, by your desires. God is not intimidated for you to be fabulous. God is not intimidated by you shining your brilliance on all of us in whatever way that is. And it doesn't matter. No one thing being a life coach isn't better than being, you know, a baker um, or a candlestick maker. It doesn't matter what you do. It's that you're doing it. It's that you want to do it. Now, here's the problem with that. Many of us are doing things we don't want to do, or we're talking ourselves into wanting to do them because somebody said that's what we're supposed to do or we're supposed to like that. Like, oh my gosh, I know so many women who just have this belief that they should like to cook because whatever, historically, that's been a woman's job, so to speak. And, you know, the whole thing out of, I mean, for hundreds and hundreds of years that would put women as the heart of the home and the homemakers and, you know, doing the cooking, the cleaning, the child rearing, all that. And yes, thank goodness we've broken out of that in many, many ways, but there are still very strong threads of messages about that. And depending on your own family and your own like um, microculture that you're living in, there could be tons of judgment. I mean, I know plenty of women from various cultures who in you know today 2024 are still being shamed because they're working outside of the home or they don't want to have children they love their career all that kind of stuff because that's not what a woman's supposed to want so those ideas and beliefs are still prevalent in many individuals and in their families and in their cultures and so that can't be dismissed. Now, if you don't relate to that and you've got somebody really cheering you on to be the best of who you can be, that is freaking awesome. And I love that for you. And a lot of us didn't have that. So like I've always had to fight against my desire for more. I wanted more for as long as I can remember. I mean, I've been being teased about this, which is just kind of a nice way of shaming somebody as sort of on a scale of one to 10 of shame, you know, teasing is probably a one or a two, depending on how nasty it gets. But I've been teased all my life for wanting more. I wanted more than one pair of shoes. I wanted more clothes. I wanted uh, more like extracurricular stuff. I wanted to take singing lessons and tap dance lessons and be in brownies and, you know, all these things that I wanted to do. And I got told no all the time. And why couldn't I just be happy with what I have? And, you know, somebody else is starving somewhere. So be grateful for what you have, you know, all the things. And I was unrelenting in my desire for more. Like I held on to that and I've had plenty of setbacks in my life. Uh, I think I said 
in one of the last podcasts or two, if I were going to write a memoir, I might name it falling down and getting up. I have pl had plenty of times where I was broke, 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 worried about buying a gallon of milk. I've had times I was homeless. I've had times I've lived with, you know, plus six figure salary and was a member of a country club and traveled a lot and did a lot of great things too. So it doesn't matter what your current condition is. It's a mental perspective to allow yourself that the fruit, so to speak, and the energy and how natural it is to want more. Again, using nature as our example, nature is in the business of more. And so here's what I would love to know. I'd love for you to ask yourself and share this with me in the comments wherever you get this podcast or DM me on Instagram, you know, whatever you want to do. Email me, links are in my bio. What does more mean to you? Like, what do you want? Okay, that would be another way to ask that. What is it that you want? What would be, what do you want that is more, you know, than what you're currently having or experiencing? And if you don't know the answer to that, that's okay. I had a session just this week with somebody who has completely lost touch with what they even want in their life. They have a whole lovely life. It doesn't mean their life sucks, but they realize that it's kind of come upon them by default rather than choosing. And they've kind of forgotten, like, do I want this or do I just have this? You know, it is the, because that's the other thing. More isn't just like fill your house with stuff or your life with a million experiences. That's not what I mean by more. I'm By more, I mean the things that really light you up, the things that really make your heart sing. That, that's the kind of more I'm talking about. We don't need any more hoarders in the world. You know, like it's not about materialism and just collecting things or baubles or experiences or whatever for the sake of having them. It's this drive for something you really yearn for, something that's really important to you, something that feels really delightful and purposeful to you which again, doesn't mean it has to change the world. You might want more sleep, but that's a very purposeful thing, right? So think about what more means to you and what it would be that you would want more of in your life. And then I want you to notice, do you feel guilty for that? Okay. So is there some message of this kind of, who do you think you are to think you could get a promotion or make more money or start your own business or, you know, become super physically fit when you've been a couch potato or any of the things. Okay. Who do you think you are to not want to have children? Who do you think you are to want to go do something totally different than how your family is living? Whatever it is. If you feel guilt or, you know, shame would be the, the extreme there of that, for that, just notice it. Don't add to it by shaming yourself or judging yourself or criticizing yourself. Try to be just sort of like this loving, objective friend who's like, oh, that's interesting. I want to travel more. And as soon as I think that, I start to feel guilty or like I shouldn't be wanting that or 
doesn't everybody? And so why should I get to, or who do I think I, you know, notice that? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And from there, be your own best friend because you, whether you have one like this or not, a true best friend would be, oh, honey, like if you want to travel more, then you should figure that out. Like, what do we need to do? You know, is it about saving the money? Is it about, you know, just deciding where you want to go? Maybe you have the money and you've just never given yourself the time and space to figure out, start Googling around destinations. Do you like beaches or mountains or big cities or isolation or, you know, like whatever and find it. So be your own best friend and encourage yourself in that. And if you aren't sure, if you know what you want for more, like you can't, you have that. Let me put a pin in this just a second before I say that, because I want to say, if you have lost touch with what you want, what more would mean to you, one of the great way, well, I'll give you two really great ways to kind of start to cultivate that back. It's really a remembering, you, you know, it's just like buried down inside of you. Um, and a way to sort of start cultivating that memory is to go back when you were a little kid and what were things that you love to do. Now they may not translate into your adult life in a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, like whatever. I loved to roller skate and I don't want to go roller skate anymore, right? Like that, but don't dismiss it. Say, okay, well, what did I love about roller skating and what felt so good to me about that? And how could that translate into something in my life? Oh, I loved, you know, the movement of it. I love the wind in my hair. I love, oh, maybe I need to get a convertible, you know, or maybe I need to spend more time outside or maybe I want to rollerblade. That's, you know, that's sort of similar. Maybe I want to join a freaking roller derby, you know, like whatever. It may translate kind of equally, but it may not. So just use it as clues. Don't get too, you know, literal with it. Use it as a clue. And the other thing you could do is think about movies that you love or TV shows, whatever. And what's going on? Do they have themes? Are there themes of like fashion or outdoorsy or adventurous or romantic, you know, whatever it is, look for those themes. Cause again, those are clues for you of where your more might be today. Okay. Now, so we're, we're finding our more, we're allowing ourselves to set aside any sort of guilt or shame and be our own best friend, um, to encourage ourselves that we can pursue that. And then comes the pursuing of it, right? So if you're not sure how to pursue that, the best tip I could give you there, uh, and this is uh, one of the things I love helping people with that I work with one-on-one, -on -one, is breaking it down. You've got to break it down. I have a client right now who wants to start a business. And so when you have no business and you want to start a business, she knows what kind of business she wants to start. But it's a there's a, a million steps right between I don't have a business and I I know what kind of business I want to have. And so that can get really overwhelming. It can make the end result of the business feel way too out of reach, too exhausting to get there, all of that. So you got to bring it back to just like what is one step I could take, one tiny step. It could be Googling something. It could be 
using an AI tool and saying, well, what do I need to know to start this kind of business? Or what kind of equipment do I need? You know, all, also things you could Google, but AI can be really helpful in these kinds of things. Um, so just find like one tiny step to take. And it might take two minutes. This is not about now your whole life is about, you know, making this business come true and you have to cancel all your <laughs> free time and start working on it. Just do one step and let that step lead you to the next tiny step. Most people try to take two biggest steps and that's when the overwhelm happens. So again, I'm just going to Google what kind of equipment do I need? Let's say I want to open a coffee shop. What kind of equipment do I need to open a coffee shop? You know, no doubt you'll get all kinds of results. I've never Googled that. Um, if not, go to ChatGPT and do it from there and ask ChatGPT to tell you what kind of equipment you need. It will tell you. And then look at that list. And that looking at that list will take you to your next step, whatever that may be. Like, let it just be inspired. Let whatever you read on that list take you to, oh, well, next I want to Google this or next maybe I want to price this or next I want to, you know, whatever. And don't get too far ahead of yourself. Just the next step is all you need. Just one tiny step and then the next step and then the next step. You don't need a whole spreadsheet of steps, okay? That might come later, but getting from zero, somebody more famous than me wrote a book about this, Getting from zero to something is way harder than getting from something to more of that, okay? So it's these first few baby steps that are the most important. So I want you to really focus on that. If you want to take me up on this sort of uh, more theme uh, for this year and really identify what you want more of. And I'd love it if you would share it with me. And I would love it if you would share this podcast with somebody who you know is really hungering for more and is maybe getting some pushback from family or well-meaning friends or whatever. And you know it will encourage them. So with that, I will leave you for today and be back next week with a little, you got it, more. Thank you for joining me for this episode of It's Your Turn. I've got resources and links in the show notes for you. But here's what's more fun. DM me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach and let me know you listened to today's episode. I'd love to connect with you. And then share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it because I know you know somebody who needs to hear it. And I'll see you in the next episode of It's Your Turn. <laughs>